Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. It's great. I'm sitting right here looking at your beautiful face. You are sitting here looking at my face. I don't know how beautiful it is, but... Yeah, it's been better, but it's yeah. okay. It's okay. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Hello Stranger by Lisa Kleypas, and later we're going to break uh, down our Drunk Austin rom-com bracket. But first, Mom, what have you been reading? Ellen, I have an immense list of things I've been reading. First of all, it was my spring break, so I had a lot of reading time. Mm -hmm. Um, After the Penny Read Fest that we had last time. Yeah. If, if those of you who remember, because you keep track of these things. <laughs> I know you all are just keeping a detailed record. Of what I read. Yeah. Um, I was in the middle of the rugby series. So I finished The Player in the Pixie, and then I read The Cat and the Co-Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, then I had to cleanse my Penny Reed palette. Mm-hmm. And so, so I speak. finished a couple. I finished a series by Ellen O'Connell that I had started. And I read okay. Into the Light and A Grand Race by Ellen O'Connell. Okay. Um, then when I knew we were going to be reading this book, I thought, I don't remember anything about that series. <laughs> yeah. So I went back and I read Mr. Winterborn, marrying Mr. Winterborn. Winterborn. And then I read Devil in Spring. Uh-huh. And then I read Hello, Stranger. Okay. But then I still had time <laughs> on my hands. <laughs> so I read Eight Simple Rules for Dating a Dragon by Carolyn Sparks. And I am in the middle of reading Morning Glory by Laverle Spencer. Yes, you are. And Morning Glory was at my bequest, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that you will like that one. You came highly recommended. Yes. Um, I cry like a freaking baby in that book. I haven't so. cried yet, but I'm not very far into it. it it'll, it'll come. Um, I, on the other hand, have not been reading a lot. I have a lot of... Um, personal life getting in the way of my reading no way i know and it's rude um i I would much rather be reading than dealing with all of that but um that's where i'm at i did read a book called enchanted by elizabeth lowell um it was a book that i read for a book club that i am in um it's very old school it was weird because it was like the third book in a series, and I felt like you're just dropped in the middle of this series without any. You didn't read the other parts of the series. No, I didn't read. I mean, like I read that book in like three hours before the meeting because <laughs> it was one of those. Um, it's like cramming for a test. Yeah, but yeah, basically it was like that. Um, but yeah, so that's the only book besides Hello Stranger that I've read in the past two weeks, and now I'm reading the. Eight Simple Rules. And I had to give you the recap on Devil and Springs. So yeah, you did. To set you up for Hello Strange. Yes, because I didn't remember a lot about that book. Um, so, today, yes. as we've mentioned, we're going to be talking about Hello Stranger by Lisa Kleypas. It is the fourth book in her Ravenel series. And while it's not completely necessary to have read the previous books, it definitely helps. Especially Devil and Spring. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, like, the second half of Devil in Spring is is a big part. Which we can talk about. Um, So the book is about Dr. Garrett Gibson, the first female physician in England, and Ethan Ransom, a former Scotland Yard detective who is now a spy. The two met a couple books ago, and it turns out he's been keeping an eye on her ever since. 
Um, she visits the seedier parts of town on Tuesdays to offer health care, and he follows her to make sure she stays safe. It's not as creepy as it sounds, or maybe it is to you, but it didn't come off as creepy to me I when I read it. Creepy. Um, one night she is beset upon by ruffians, so he steps in and helps. She was handling herself fairly well in the fight, but he takes issue with her fencing training, helping her on the streets and offers to train her. Uh, any romance fan is going to see this coming from a mile away, but this, of course, leads to a lot of lingering touch- touches and erection grazes. Um, you know... <laughs> I know you'd like that. Um, you know, as most fight trainings do with the... Right. All the fight training I've had, there's been erection grazes. <laughs> have you had a lot of fight training? I have not. <laughs> Maybe I should... Maybe you should. Yeah. Um... This leads Garrett to begin uh, contemplating an affair with him. She's a worldly lady with an attractive man who is obviously hot for her, so why not? Um, she blows her whistle and he comes a-running. She propositions him, but he is reluctant to involve her in his dangerous life. This does not stop him from um, using his fingers and her body to dirty up her surgery, um, <laughs> if you catch my meaning. Is that a euphemism? Yes. I'm to dirty up, up your surgery. surgery. <laughs> So he's left her with a taste and she wants more, but he's being all romance hero-y and insisting that he stays away for her safety. Ransom's boss, Jenkin, heavily implies that he knows about his relationship with Garrett and is not above using her to get Ransom to do what he wants, so maybe Ransom was right to worry about her safety. Garrett is invited to a soiree where Ransom is getting up to spy dealings. She joins him, and they cover up uh, his sneaking around by making out, as you do, as, again. Obviously. Um, playing Mr. and Mrs. Smith got her all hot and bothered again, and she invites him back to hers, where uh, they round all the bases and go straight for home. Um, they're both ready to make a real go at this relationship, so of course he gets shot and thrown into the Thames. His boss knows that Ransom has the evidence to prove that he has been trying to bomb innocence, so he sends his goon to take him out. No man can save Ransom from the gunshot and the nasty Thames water, but Garrett is no man. Ooh. Ransom. Lord of the Ringsy. Yes. Ransom is brought to the Ravenels, to whom he bears a striking resemblance. Spoiler, it's because he's Ravenel bastard. Um, he uses his seemingly last breath to tell Garrett how much he loves her. She says she'll return the sentiment when he wakes up from surgery. With a pint of West Ravenel's blood, Garrett successfully performs the surgery, of course, but still has to stave off some infection and fever from the nasty Thames water. They move him to the Ravenel estate to keep him safe from his vengeful boss, who thinks he is dead. Ransom recovers, and Garrett is able to tell him that she loves him, too. And Ransom shows her just how recovered he is. Bound to go, wow, wow. They are getting ready to leave for London and reveal Jenkins' dastardly plot when the Ravenel estate is beset upon by Jenkins' goons. Uh, Garrett uses her street fighting skills to help apprehend them, and Ransom lets his fists do the talking. His fists basically say, and that's for touching my woman, multiple times. Um, they return to London and reveal the whole mess of affairs to the press. They are finally safe from the corrupt government officials, because, you know, we don't have those anymore. And they live happily ever after. The government never again tried to do anything sneaky or underhanded. Never. So, Mom, what did you think of Hello, Stranger? I really liked this book. Yeah, you did. I did. I really liked this book. She was making a lot of noise because she read this while she was here staying with me for the week. Well, it's not like I was... Okay. I made a lot of comments. Don't say I made a lot of noises. It sounds like I was doing something You made untoward. a lot. You made a lot of like... 
right. You made a lot of those kind of noises. What? How else am I? How else am I supposed to explain that? I did. I got a little reclamped a few times. Yeah. And um, Twitter paid it. Twitter paid. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved her. Mm-hmm. I loved how she was very clinical about everything, mm-hmm. and it would crack me up. Um, I loved him because he was this quiet, stoic hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved West in this book. And yeah, I'm you did. Very excited that he's the next one. Yeah. Um, he he was definitely like the comic relief, and he was really funny. He was funny, and um, I just I loved so much of this. I want them to have their own series where they solve crimes. That's what she does. That's what I want to see happen. Lisa, get on it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm I'm slightly confused on this one because I liked almost everything about it, but it didn't like completely bowl me over. Like I really liked them as characters and I think maybe You didn't make as many noises as I did. I did not make as mom was like, Where are you where are you? Where are you? The entire time and I was like, Oh how come you're not loving it like I did? Yeah, I loved it. Um I because re- yeah, I really liked both of them as characters. I think maybe and I think maybe you were helped by having the Devil in Spring to kind of lead into the crime aspect of it all because I was I just didn't care about that very much and I don't know if it's because a lot of it like is set up in Devil in Spring. It's probably because you're heartless but yeah and I just don't care that a bunch of people are going to be bombed. Yeah. Like I don't care about that for some reason. But that yeah so I don't I don't know. I wasn't yeah I, I, but the thing is, I did love both of them um, as characters. I really like that they're both really direct, but in different ways. Like, she's really direct because she's just very logical and is just going to, like, obviously, this makes sense. Like, this is how things should be done. And whereas he is just, like, very honest, right? And that's where his directness comes in. Um, And so, you know, we talk a lot about how our big bugaboo with a lot of books that we read is always that um, there's a lot of beating around the bush and a lot of not just telling each other how they feel. These two do not have that problem whatsoever. They're right up in there. Yeah, they are, like, to the point where there's, like, no interpersonal conflict in this book. Like, really, the only conflict is that... He didn't want to involve her in his shady dealings. Yeah, but he's very upfront about, like... but. I'm into you, and, like, no ifs, ands, or buts about that, and, um, so, yeah, so I liked that about it. Um, I did maybe miss some of, like, because he's pretty much into her from page one, like, and And you didn't remember that much from the other books, and I had to remind you about them. Yes, um, and I, but I did miss, like, seeing some of his, like, progression into being into her. Like, they talk about it. They talk about him, you know, seeing her the, for the first time. But I just kind of missed having those moments detailed out. Do you know what I mean? I do. Because, um, really, it's not covered too much. Him and him and her in the, are not covered much in The Devil in Spring. Yeah. But they are in um, Mary and Winterborn. 
And, um... They're both in the books, but it's not like you're seeing a lot of their, like... Well, their interactions are very limited yeah. in Devil in Spring, but yeah. they do interact a, a little more in, um... Well, that's when he first meets her, is in Mr. Winterborn. And, um... Uh... I... I You could tell he'd been carrying a torch for her for a while, and... I but could know. you tell that in the other books? Um... It seemed like there was, and I can't remember in which one, um, he made some comment or said, or something was said, but um, it didn't take me, like, it didn't surprise me that he was following her and keeping an eye on her, because he was yeah. worried about her. Yeah. I don't I, know. I did love the fight scene. Yes. The, what did you call it? Erection rubbing? Erection or? grazing. Erection grazing. Um <laughs> I loved how she's very clinical about everything. She's, you know, it's not unlikely, it's not uncommon for a man to get an erection. You know, she's very clinical. Well, she, I like how she's trying to explain it away. She's like, you know, that could be from anything. It could yeah. be from like your pants being too tight. He's like, scrotum. Yeah, he's like, no, it's because <laughs> I want you. Like that's that's it. Um, yeah, I liked. They have funny. If anything, like, they could have had way more, she could have had way more fun with all, all, like, how direct they are with each other, and... I thought, I thought it was pretty good, and I liked the... Yeah. I liked the conversations, I liked, um, how their, both of their personalities came out in their conversations, and... Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the, that's just it, it's like, I, I liked, I liked the book, it's just, like, it some somehow fell short for me, and I'm trying to figure out. Maybe I built it up too much. Yeah, maybe you did. Well, yeah, I'm usually fine with blaming you for most things, so. You've done it, like, your entire life, yeah. and I just take it in stride, because mm. I really don't care what you think. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, but I loved West in this book, his... Yeah, you know, when when he has to take his shirt off and his whole like don't act like you're not impressed attitude, <laughs> um, I loved that. Yeah. And he's he's really funny. He has the best lines I think in the book, definitely. And um, I loved it. And I want him to get his his eleven in the next book. Well, I read the excerpt, and he it sounds like is on is on the path. Well, he's going to be the hero in romance yeah. novels, so he's so. getting some love. <laughs> so that's going to happen. Um. So, and the thing with Lisa Claybus, she's really good. She writes, she writes beautifully, but without ever being, like, too flowery. Right. And she obviously put a lot of research into this one with, um, you know, Garrett's profession. Yes. And. Well, she talks about that at the end, too, in the author's notes, but. Yeah. um, Yeah, and it's, it's awesome to have a strong female character like that that's not, you know, sitting home simpering mm-hmm. kind of elitist yeah um so yeah i love that about her yeah yeah it was um yeah i like both of them as characters I, d- I don't i don't know maybe like i do have too much going on in my whatever stop making excuses <laughs> it's an awesome book you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> well i'm saying like so maybe it's just me like being in my head too much about other things that i couldn't like fully get into it Okay. I loved it. So go with me because I know better. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I should mention, um, I know that there's some controversy around this book because there was a scene when it came out um, that kind of talks about Ransom um, 
being taught the art of love by a woman in India. And she got some, Lisa Claypus got some criticism for that scene and for it being um, insensitive to uh, this kind of, yeah, racially insensitive to this kind of nameless woman who is being used as a prop to teach him about sex. Um, So Lisa Claypus removed that part. I mean, it's not much to the story it doesn't well and because we didn't know about it till after we read the book yeah. and it didn't change the story at all yes yeah. so. so for us we didn't we didn't we read the book with an edition that had that scene taken out um so we're, we're not gonna rebuff the book for that as um, i saw some others do um but yeah so i so for me like on a whole I really, I, I did really like the book. It just, like, like was missing some magic for me to be, like, completely, like, Well, yes. I loved it, and I'm ready for more. And uh, I'm definitely ready for West's book, because I loved, I mean, like, he was probably my favorite part of the book. However, I really like historical mysteries as well. And yeah. And so I really get into that um, whole, she's helping him, you know figure this out and in the end she kind of helps him make it all happen and come walk away from it and um i really liked that aspect of the book yeah okay so you're ready for my questions i'm ready for your questions okay what did you think of garrett as a heroine did you like the first lady doctor aspect and what do you think that element brought to her character i really liked well we already kind of touched on it but i really liked that about her and um i also like well going back to mr winterborn's book you know the marrying mr winterborn um i liked that he saw what she had and hired her and mm-hmm. was helping her get her practice started and mm-hmm. and um the whole thing about her being more willing to use modern technology and modern um Which practices funny that like she's using these modern technology like antiseptic and making sure everything's clean it's like yeah duh but (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't back then yeah took him a while to figure that one out but um anyway i i really liked that aspect of it and i liked her as um an educated heroine that knew her stuff and was as tough as the guys because of her knowledge yeah um we should say that she was lisa clapis uh kind of took inspiration from the first actual female British physician, who was Elizabeth Garrett Anderson, so obviously, yeah, kind of a namesake they got the name as Garrett. well. Um, and she kind of reminded me of Pippa from "One Good Earl Deserves a Lover" by Sarah McLean, which is the second book. Do you know which one I'm talking I don't about? Know exactly which one I'm talking um, about. Just in like, you know, she's kind of. Um, She's very smart and looks at things very logically, um, but is, like, somewhat... She's she's not as, like, st- I don't want to say stunted emotionally, but, like, not as emotionally intellectual, shall we say. Well, she's very smart, uh, worldly... Not even worldly smart. What's the word I want? She's very intellectually smart. smart. Yes, and book smart and knows her her doctoring Mm -hmm. um but this whole thing of someone being attracted to her and someone liking her and all that's brand new to her and she yeah 
doesn't understand, you know, at first she's like, he, there's no way he likes me. He's just being nice. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, she's just kind of not used to that kind of attention. Well, and she kind of struggles a little bit with, um, you know, I need to find someone who is willing to accept, you know, my career and, you know, who I am, because that's such a big part of, you know, who I am. And I'm going to be a different wife than pretty much any other wife. Right. I'm not giving up my job. I can't be a stay at home having babies kind of wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I did really like her. Like I said, I think, I don't know, like I thought that there could have been more fun to be had with, um, I think because they get so embroiled in the, the plot of the bombings and things like that, that, um, I don't know, it would have been fun to, like, see some more with her practice and things like that, um, but they kind of get wrapped up in this plot. But I think that they needed, like, if they, if they didn't have the whole bombing plot, then they would have needed to, to be more interpersonal conflict, but I liked that they didn't really have that. Right. Right. So it's like a give and take, but, so I get it. Um... Okay, I saw some criticism of Ransom not thinking her capable enough to take care of herself. Um, did you... Yeah, Ethan. Oh, not thinking she was... Okay, okay. No. I didn't get the pronoun thing. Right. Okay, sorry. So not thinking that Garrett was capable enough to take care of herself. Um, did you ever feel that way? Um, no. Well, she was... No, she couldn't take care of herself. Careful. In that, in that she would taught she was taught fencing, and she'd done all these things yeah. to try and help her learn how to protect herself. But she'd learned from she didn't know how to fight people on the street. That was his whole thing. Yeah. Was yeah, you can take care of yourself and you can fence and do those kinds of things. But people on the street don't fight by fencing rules. Yeah, and he was worried that she'd get hurt because she didn't she know how to street doing, fight. She was doing like the artfully done, right? The flowery. Yeah, but not going for the jugular. Right. Literally and figuratively. Um, yeah, and I know, yeah, because he was always like, no, you're, you're right. Your technique is amazing, but we need you to, like, Well, and his whole thing was, go for um, I mean, if he really didn't think she could take care of herself, he wouldn't bother teaching her how to take care of herself. I mean, yeah. he taught her self-defense so that she could... So she could better take care of herself. He would just keep following her, and even though that is what he did. He did, but it was in a cute way. (laughs) As much as stalking can be. (laughs) It's adorable stalking. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, like, I didn't... I thought she... I thought Lisa Kleypas did that well. Like, you know, kind of treading that line of... um, yeah, he does. He he knows she's capable. He just wants her to like be better at it. Yeah, yeah, and and understand better what she's up against. Yeah, um, especially with her job and the areas that she's going into. And then with him following her, I think he's just. I I kind of saw it as he wants to protect her, but is like equally fascinated with well, her. Yeah. And it's not like he was following her 24-7. Yeah. He was was just, he knew Tuesdays she went to these orphanages and things and workhouses in this bad part of town. So Tuesdays he would just kind of hang out in that part of town. Yeah. In case something went awry. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I I didn't get that from from them. Um, what do you think of Ransom's character? What did his family history bring to his character for you? Um, I liked Ransom's character. I liked um, the whole thing about him finally, you know, explaining his, being a bastard of the Ravenel dude, mm-hmm. and um, you know how his mother and his his dad that raised him. Mm-hmm. Would beat him sometimes, but really it was the only father he knew. And Yeah. I mean, I don't know that. that and was... I like that he didn't really understand it as a kid, um, what was going on. But, like, in hindsight, he's, like, able to kind of... I get okay, Like, I get where both of them were coming from. I get why she did what she did and why he did what he did. I mean, he never, like, excuses the violence, but he... Understands it. Yeah, he understands more about where they're all coming from. Um... And I like that between the two of them, he was the one that was kind of more emotionally aware and um, kind of, like, almost gives him a beta quality, but um, just that he's the one that's much more in touch with his feelings and he's the one, I mean, like, pretty much from page one, he's, like, in love with her. And um, I love when he's dying and like, you know, does this whole speech about, like, I love you, and, um, and she's... That's, like, my favorite line in the book. Which? When he says, you don't have a romantic bone in your body. She says, I've taken the skeleton apart and put it back together, and there is no such thing as a romantic bone. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty good. And I just, like, she's like, you wake up, and I'll, and I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, but I love you, too, but... She didn't say, she says, I'll tell you when you wake up. Yeah, I thought it was cute. Um... So yeah, so I like that, and I for him with his family history, I like um, that it kind of gives him a softer side. Yeah, and like kind of gives him a hunger to um, better himself. And um, so. well, and she even talks about how um, because of her profession and because any little thing she does wrong would destroy her career. Career, yeah. You know if she had an affair with a guy if she got pregnant if you know it would destroy her career and Mm -hmm. so she's kind of kept all of that at arm's length and didn't want any of that to happen and destroy what she'd built up and Mm -hmm. spent her life building and um you know so for her to fall for this guy who's another professional and who you know it made sense Mm -hmm. and it took her a little while to break all that down so that yeah of course, though, he had to be rich. Like, he had to have hidden wealth um, because... It's a romance novel. Yeah, because it's a historical romance novel, and you can never have a poor... A no. poor? Gross. No. Yeah. No money? What? <laughs> Ooh, you're a dog. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I, liked, I liked him as a character. I thought he was fun. Um, so the imped, like we've talked about, the impediment here is not interpersonal. They are both on board pretty early on. Did you miss, I've kind of touched on the fact that I did a little bit, but did you miss any of that interpersonal conflict? I did not. Okay. I did not. I I don't know that I missed the interpersonal conflict. I just missed that, like, we didn't get to see, we saw more of her falling in love with him, but I would have liked to have seen him falling in love with her. I felt like he was in love with her from the very beginning. He was. Yeah. It's okay. 
happens to me all the time. <laughs> Chris Evans, yes. I'm in love with you. Yes. Look at you. No, I mean, people fall for me. Oh, oh, okay. It's weird that that's not exactly where my mind went. Because <laughs> you are not a nice person. That's true. Um, so were you involved in the plot to save England? Were you invested in that storyline? I was in that, um... It gave them fun moments. Yeah, and it gave them some, uh... Stakes? What's the word I'm trying to think of? It gave them something to be fighting against, um... Yeah. It gave them a common purpose, and they needed to get that purpose taken care of so that they could relax and enjoy each other more. Yeah. Okay. I just did, But England, like, I've watched MI5 all the way through. Mom, England gets blown up, like, all the time. I, I don't know if you guys have seen this show, <laughs> MI5, but it's, like, it's basically, like, 24, but set in England sort of thing. Is that fair to say? Yeah. And so... um when mom and I went to England, she was like, we can't go to London. They're constantly trying to blow that place up in <laughs> Constantly, <MI5."> every week. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know that I was, like, super invested in. I was, like, yeah, kind of like you were saying. Like, it gave them kind of fun moments to play spies together and things like that. But this sounds awful, but there wasn't a reason for me to care. <laughs> just blow up women and children. I don't care. I don't know. It's just like, I don't I don't know what it was. I don't know. It's your heartless. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, any other thoughts on Hello, Stranger, Mom? I love this book, and I wanted to write more. I Seriously, I'm not even joking. I want there to be a series where they solve crimes. Yeah, you would. They get a mystery machine and drive around London saving... Oh. <laughs> When you said mystery machine, I was like, like they have a contraption that no, solves mystery. No, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, Come I know. On, Ellen. I got it afterwards. <laughs> um, so those are our thoughts on Hello, Stranger by Lisa Klapis. We would love to hear from you on our Facebook page, Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at NotYourMomsRom, or you can email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read read we'd love to hear from you on april 16th we will be discussing hashtag starstruck by soraya wilson it's the first and so far only book in her hashtag lovestruck series and it was recommended to us by listener elizabeth who said it's about a twitter-fueled romance in hollywood and i thought it was really smart and fun i thought of your podcast because while it's very sexy and flirtatious there's zero actual sex so maybe mom whoa whoa wait a minute <laughs> she says so maybe whoa. mom appropriate <laughs> and i appreciate you looking out for me elizabeth <laughs> no 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 the more sex the better because then it gets super awkward i love it <laughs> yeah let's, let's refer to our podcast about the hookup yeah that's super fun for me <laughs> Um, so for now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about how we crowned the ultimate rom-com, so stay with us. 
So we're back for our little break segment. Um, today we thought we would do a kind of... We're just always introducing new features. It's because I need things to fill this time. Um, but a new feature, where we're, which we're going to call Story Time with Mom and Ellen. Well, Ellen has a plethora of embarrassing stories. I do. I, I feel... Like more than most people. Yeah. Okay. You you agree that that is Absolutely. true, right? And yours are like off the hook. Yeah. They're really bad. Um, I I was talking to a friend once who's like, you have more embarrassing stories than anybody I've Absolutely. ever met. And the thing is, is, at this point, a lot of them take place when I was a teenager because when you're a teenager, like, you feel things so much more intensely. Um, at this point, embarrassing things still happen to me and it's just like, meh. Water off your back. Who cares? Um, but uh, this one did mortify me at the time yeah it still is mortifying to tell it's (laughs) it's pretty bad um okay so the thing is is that when i was a kid i was really good friends with the daughter of a leader at our church um and so i would hang out with her at her house a lot etc um her dad who was the leader at our church took me and her and a friend of ours to this play at, like, a community center. It was the Scarlet Pimpernel, in case that's That's important to your story. It's not, but (laughs) continue. (laughs) Um, We were trying to find, like, we kind of went to a back bathroom at this community center at the end of the play, and we were trying to find our way out of this community center. We find a door, but it kind of leads to this fenced-off area, um, with a chain link fence. The chain link fence was only about six feet high, so it's not that bad. And I'm like, I can hop that fence. Anytime I'm super fit. I can do this. <laughs> I was more fit then. Um, I was 16 at this time, by the way. And, but anytime a story has like somebody going, I got this. No problem. <laughs> That's, you know, going to lead to problems. Um, so I climb up the fence. I did it, you know, in I, in I my defense. You. Um, I climb up the fence. I up, I'm up on top of it, and I hop down on the other side. But as I'm hopping down onto the other side, the top of the chain link fence grabs both my sweater that I was wearing and my bra, and your share, yeah, and lifts them up over my head. And I'm kind of like hanging there, dangling from this fence, like, help, help me, help, help me. And my friends just see me hang. I'm kind of like backlit. So they just see that I'm like hanging from this fence and they think it's hilarious. Um, her dad, who is this leader at our church again, and if you knew this guy, you would, you would understand why it's even worse. <laughs> but, um, He's very nice, but very staid and proper. And so he realizes what's happened, and he has to come unhook my bra and my sweater. And, you know. And I think it's safe to say that Ellen's been pretty well endowed <laughs> since, yeah. since endowment started coming. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, never lacked for... Uh, I always say assets, but my friend says I say chest sets. Um, <laughs> I don't know where she got it because it wasn't for me. But <laughs> yes, 
Yeah. And so they're just out there, and I'm, like, just dangling from this fence, and he has to come unhook me. And then he's like, I'm going to go get the car. And I'm, like, talking to my friends. I'm like, do you guys realize what just happened? I just... Your dad is like had to see my boobs in order to. Um, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" And this, of course, is even funnier to them. I am like traumatized. Um, I don't know if this makes it better or worse, but like the next day at church, his wife comes up to me and she's like, "Hey, so he told me what happened, and like he's fine, but like we just want to make sure that you're doing okay." And I'm like. This is making it so much worse. <laughs> like, I totally understand why she did it, but it's, it, I was just like, I don't want to stop, ever, stop I don't having this, that again. <laughs> stop, having this com- we are. <laughs> stop having this conversation. I didn't tell people that story for a long time. I told mom and dad when I got home because it was too, like, embarrassing not to tell. In fact, I remember being, like, deeply upset about it and you guys just started cracking up. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I Yeah, you would. Okay. <laughs> and but then it got to the point where like i had to start telling people that story because it's it's too classic yeah it's it's anyway so that was um the first man who saw my boobs um i have a couple other stories about people seeing my boobs (laughs) but maybe we'll save for uh for this episode, another time. Yeah. This, this, this <laughs> so, segment, and another time. If we can call, restory this, not just story time with Ellen and Mom, but, uh, you know, Ellen's boobs with <laughs> Ellen and Mom. Um, Ellen's flashing. Because most of my embarrassing stories weirdly have to do with my boobs popping well, they've out. they've got a mind of their own. <laughs> they do. <laughs> the, um, well, since last time, it was mortifying for me when you yeah. were reading all my t- my texts. So I think this is only fair that you have to share yeah. a mortifying story. Yeah, this one I don't. I wasn't mortified, but <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really care about this one anymore. But um, I did at the time. Yeah. Anyway, so that was story time with Ellen and Mom, um, and we'll tell stories next time. Yeah, we have lots. And we're back to talk about romantic comedies. A Subject near and dear to our hearts. Um, I actually, I think I tweeted this from our account recently, but like, what happened to rom-coms? Yeah, they don't. They don't like exist anymore, and it makes me really sad. Um, So, mom has been staying with me this week. We are currently sitting next to each other right now. Um, And also this week, Drunk Austin, which is a fantastic Twitter and Instagram, and I believe Facebook account, but you really should be following them if you or her, I think it's just one person, um, if you really should be following them if you're a romance fan, but especially if you love Jane, Jane Austen. Austen. Um, so she posted a rom-com bracket kind of in the spirit of March Madness and encouraged people to like fill theirs out. So mom and I took it upon ourselves to, to do this, and we thought we'd break down how we're no longer speaking because of it. <laughs> well, for some reason, anytime there was a, a disagreement as to which one should be passed on, yeah. Ellen always won. I win the tiebreakers. That's... <laughs> I'm not sure how that's fair. <laughs> but... but that's the basis of our relationship, is I always win. <laughs> I, uh... gave you, I gave you some. 
I doubt it. They're mom. Okay, well, okay. all right, all right. Okay, so first up was Love Actually versus Runaway Bride. Easy, Love Actually. That was done. French Kiss versus While You Were Sleeping. We love French Kiss, but... We had to go with While You Were Sleeping. While You Were Sleeping is one of my faves. Um, there's something about Mary versus Made in Manhattan. Mom's not a fan of J-Lo. I'm not a J-Lo fan. So we went with There's Something About Mary. And I didn't feel like there was chemistry in that movie, but that's... That's just us. Yeah. Um, Crazy Stupid Love versus My Best Friend's Wedding. Um, We went with My Best Friend's Wedding because Crazy Stupid Love pops up here twice. Yeah. Um, But... And I I also do love My Best Friend's Wedding. I was, like, weirdly obsessed with that movie when I was, like, ten. And it's... Well, I'm weirdly obsessed with Ryan Gosling, so... (laughs) Well... We gave Crazy Stupid Love the win in a different area. Right. Um, Four Weddings and a Funeral versus Roxanne. I Four Weddings and a Funeral is a blind spot for me, so I let mom pick this one. I've seen it, but I don't love it as much as everyone else seems to love it. Yeah. So So we went with Roxanne. Um, The Wedding Date versus Splash. We went with Splash. Uh, His Girl Friday versus When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Harry Met Sally. Sally. Nora Ephron is my goddess. I love her. So... She won that one. Uh, serendipity versus Bridget Jones. We went Bridget Jones against Moms. I like Serendipity better, but that's just me. But we have a family thing with John Cusick, so we couldn't. <laughs> Don't get into that right now. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You versus Desk Set. We went with Ten Things I Hate About You. The thing you're going to learn pretty quickly here is that I am definitely a child of the 90s and early aughts. And... A lot of those win where mom did not want them to. This is one where you were okay, though. Right. With 10 Things I Hate About well, You. Well, I do like Death Set. I like those. Yeah. Sleepless in Seattle versus Fool Ru- Fools Rush In. No contest. no contest. Sleepless in Seattle. Uh, Roman Holiday versus Say Anything. Roman, Roman Holiday. Holiday. We love Roman Holiday. My dad even loves Roman Ho- My dad counts that as, like, one of his favorite movies. We love that movie. Um, you've got Mail versus Notting Hill. Again, no contest. You've, You've got, got mail. Um, Princess Diaries 2 versus Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Pretty woman. We love Chris Pine. That, he's great, but Pretty Woman will... He's above average, as you learn in Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Um, Hitch versus How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. This, this is, They're pretty comparable, but like I said, early aughts, like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days hit me at a better moment than Hitch did. Um, failure to launch versus clueless. Oh, Again, clueless. Clueless. Like, that's not even, that's a silly question. Uh, Bend It Like Beckham, Sweet Home Alabama. We yep. went with Sweet Home Alabama mainly because Sweet Home Alabama feels more like a rom-com. I don't like Bend It Like Beckham for its rom-com elements. I like it for... We like uh, the movie. Yeah. But not necessarily its rom-com parts. Yes. So we went with Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, the Prince and Me versus Easy A. Easy A. Um, Stel- How Stella Got Her Groove Back versus Princess Bride. Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. That one was also pretty, like, sealed up for us. Um, 16 Candles versus Must Love Dogs. 16, 16 candles. candles. I love John Hughes movies. So, 16 Candles, obviously. Jake Ryan is, like, my number one movie character crush. crush. He's the ultimate. Um, the Proposal versus Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Yeah. We went with The Proposal. We really like Nick and Nora a lot. I, I've i actually read that book as well, but The Proposal is... Nick and Ryan Reynolds. 
Nick, yeah, that's that was always mom's <laughs> argument when we were talking about the naked proposal. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, um, Amelie versus Moonstruck. Mom's never seen Amelie, not seen Amelie, but she's also not super impressed with Moonstruck as much as everybody else seems to be. So I picked Amelie because I really love that movie and I want mom to watch it. I like Moonstruck. I just didn't think it was. Yeah. So this is where Crazy Stupid Love pops up against Pretty in Pink. And we went with Crazy Stupid Love. Pretty in Pink, John Hughes, like I just said, I love John Hughes movies. But in the pantheon of John Hughes movies, that's lower down. In fact, I would almost maybe pick Some Kind of Wonderful over Pretty in Pink. I love Ducky, but I'm mad that he didn't get her in that one. So... Some kind of wonderful was John Hughes kind of retroactively giving that. Yeah, fixing that. Um, 27 Dresses versus My Big Fat Greek Wedding. We love 27 Dresses because it's basically my life story at this point. I've been a bridesmaid 13 times. I'm halfway there. I'm almost (laughs) there. Um, But So we went with My Big Fat Greek Wedding. The Holiday versus Philadelphia Story. We went with Holiday. Um... Joe versus the Volcano versus How to Marry a Millionaire. We went with How to Marry a Millionaire. Love Marilyn Monroe. And I'm not a fan of Joe versus the Volcano. Mom's not a fan of that one. Ella Enchanted versus Love and Basketball. Both of us have never seen Love and Basketball, so by default we had to go with Ella Enchanted, even though I think that they completely ruined that book, because I loved that book when I, I was a I loved the book, too, and they kind of bastardized it. Yeah. Funny Face versus Chasing Amy. We went with Funny Face. We love Audrey Hepburn. What a Girl Wants... Um, versus Under the Tuscan Sun. This was one where mom and I disagreed, but I won. We went with What a Girl Wants. I know, but Under the Tuscan Sun is a way better movie than It's that. maybe a better movie, but I liked What a Girl Wants more, and I loved okay. that kid when I was that age. I thought he was so dreamy. So, And I had the soundtrack, and I rocked it out on the rig. So, okay. What a Girl Wants won because I break all tiebreakers. Um, 13 Going on 30 versus... Bride and Prejudice. We do love Bride and Prejudice, but 13 Going on 30 is yeah. is really, really good. And yes. you can't beat that one for, at least not in that matchup. Um, Never Been Kissed versus It Happened One Night. Again, Mom thought we should go with It Happened One Night because it's a better movie. And while I agree with that, I love Never Been Kissed. <laughs> Partly because it's, it's also my life story because... So when did you marry one of your teachers? I've never been kissed. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that one. Forgetting Sarah Marshall versus Brown Sugar. We went with Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, okay, now we're we're what, whittling this down. This is where things start to get a little rough. Where it hits the fan. Love Actually versus While You Were Sleeping. Oh my gosh. I love Love Actually. We love Love Actually. We watch this almost every, every Christmas, Christmas with our... With our brothers, with my brothers and my dad. Ellen um, knows exactly how to edit it. Yeah, I know how to edit the, like, porn subplot out for people who are watching. Not out. We leave the sound on. We leave the sound on. But, like, when other people are watching, I usually right. cut it out. Um, so, we, but, mom let me take while you were sleeping. Because while I love love, actually, I think that while you were sleeping is probably... Like, the more pure rom-com. And I just loved that. I love that movie so much. These mashed potatoes are so creamy. That's from <laughs> While You're Sleeping. I love that movie. 
Um, so we went with while you were sleeping. Because Ellen breaks all ties. Because I break all ties. I do love while you're sleeping too, though. Yeah. Um, there's something about Mary versus my best friend's wedding. We went with my, my best, best friend's wedding. Um, Splash versus, oh wait, no, sorry. Roxanne versus Splash, Splash. Mm-hmm. Wedding planner versus when Harry met Sally. No contest when Harry met Sally. Um, Bridget Jones Diary versus 10 Things I Hate About You. 10 Things I Hate About You. Heath Ledger, RIP. I loved him so much. Um, Sleepless in Seattle versus Roman Holiday. This is difficult. I, but we went with Roman Holiday. Mom wanted to go with Roman Holiday. I kind of wanted more to go with This is like the only one I got on the whole thing. Oh, calm down. I gave you some other ones too. I doubt it. Um, You've Got Mail versus Pretty Woman. We went with You've Got Mail. Nora Ephron, her name be praised. Um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days versus Clueless. 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 Paul Rudd is probably like my number one celebrity crush, so. Yeah. We have, we have to go with Clueless. Um, Sweet Home Alabama versus Easy A. We went with Easy A because it's, it's pretty funny if you guys haven't seen that one. Princess Bride versus Sixteen Candles. I gave you this one. Um, yeah, you have to. Princess Bride is so much better than Sixteen Candles. I love Sixteen Candles. I know you do. I did watch it recently with my cousin and she pointed out that it's, um, pretty problematic in terms of, like, our current climate with, um, respecting women. Um, but I still love that movie. But we did go with Princess Bride. I gave mom that one. You're so kind. Um, Proposal versus Amelie. We had to go with Proposal because mom hasn't seen Amelie. Um, Crazy Stupid Love versus My Big Fat Greek Wedding. We went with My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yes, we did. Um, The Holiday versus How to Marry a Millionaire. We went with The Holiday. Uh, Ella Enchanted versus Funny Face. We went with Funny Face because it's a much better movie than Ella Enchanted. Uh, what a girl wants versus thirteen going on thirty. Thirteen going. I on relinquished 30. on that one. I know. Uh, I no. I would not have. Picked, <laughs> I would not have picked thirteen. I would not have picked what a girl wants over thirteen going on thirty. Um, never been kissed versus forgetting Sarah Marshall. Never been kissed. We've got more affinity for that movie. Yes. Um, okay. Now we're down to the next, the semifinals. I think. Yeah. Okay. While you were sleeping versus my best friend's wedding. While, while you were sleeping. sleeping. Um, Splash versus When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally. Mom doesn't love When Harry Met Sally as much as as a lot of people do. I love When Harry Met Sally. I like it. I mean, I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's not my most favorite. Um, Roman Holiday versus You've... Wait, no, sorry. Where are we? Okay. Ten Things I Hate About You versus Roman Holiday. We went with Roman Holiday. I wanted to go with Ten Things I Hate About You. Roman Holiday's so much better. It is a, it's a good movie. I, no, I know, I love Roman Holiday, but I watch 10 Things I Hate About You more. Okay. You've Got Mail versus Clueless. This one did kill me. Because I, I kind of want, oh, no, I think I, yeah. I let mom be the tiebreaker on this one because I couldn't pick. And mom went with You've You've Got got mail. Mail. I love Clueless, though. That's I like Clueless, too. One and of I my... love Paul Rudd. Yeah. Easy A versus Princess Bride. We went with Princess Bride. Proposal versus My Big Fat Greek Wedding. We went with My Big Fat Greek Wedding. It's a better movie. It's it's cute. It's fun. There's not a naked Ryan Reynolds, but... There's not one of those. What are you going to do? But <laughs> The Holiday versus Funny Face. We went with The Holiday. 
Um, 13 going on 30 versus never been kissed. We went with 13 going on 30. Okay, now we're down to the top eight. While you were sleeping versus when Harry met Sally, we had to go with while you were sleeping. Um, Partly because mom likes while you were sleeping better than when Harry met Sally, so I let her be the tiebreaker on that one because I love both of those movies a lot. I love the ending of When Harry Met Sally. It's the best. Um, Roman Holiday versus You've Got Mail. We went with You've Got Mail. I don't know if you remember that. I do. I think I let you have that one. Yeah, you did. I I love, like like I said, Nora Ephron. I love her. And so I had to have her in our top four somehow. And we already lost When Harry Met Sally. So Princess Bride versus My Big Fat Greek Wedding. We went with Princess Bride. Even though I don't think that Princess Bride is, like, quintessential rom-com. But, like, My Big Fat Greek Wedding is probably more a technical rom-com. Can you agree with that? Okay. <laughs> Mom and I got into fights about this. Um, the Holiday versus 13 going on 30. 13 going, 13 going on 30. Definitely. So, our top four are While You Were Sleeping, You've Got Mail, Princess Bride, and 13 Going on 30. So, While You Were Sleeping versus You've Got Mail. While You Were Sleeping. We, yeah. We went with While You Were Sleeping. That was really difficult. It's like Sophie's Choice, that one. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, Princess Bride versus 13 Going on 30. We went with Princess Bride. Yes. yes. So, our top two was While You Were Sleeping versus Princess Bride. So mom wanted to go with Princess Bride. But I didn't win. But mom did not win because I will always win. <laughs> if, I, if I'd been doing this by myself, it would have either been Roman Holiday or Princess Bride that would have won. Fair enough. Um, I think that on a rom-com bracket, it needed to be something more in line with You've Got Mail or While You Were Sleeping because that is like the definition of a rom-com. I, mom would... It's your definition of a rom <laughs> Mom got mad at me because I was taking this, like, way too literally <laughs> and um, thinking too much about the definition. See, and I kept looking at which is a better movie just overall. Yeah, but... And I was... See, I was thinking more about what was an actual rom-com and which ones I actually... Like, which ones I like to watch the most. And, and it's all about you. Yeah. Well, you... But, like... Mom, you, 10 Things I Hate About You versus Roman Holiday. If you're going to sit down and watch one, which one do you want to watch? Roman Holiday. No! (laughs) 10 Things I Hate About You. No one draws a penis on anyone's face. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Holiday. (laughs) Anyway, so while you were sleeping, ended up being our our best rom-com. I am happy with that choice. I love that movie. In fact, I kind of want to go watch it right now. I like the movie, too. I I love that movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Mom and I are going to go uh, not talk to each other for a couple hours again now that we've <laughs> no, rehashed this. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> I wish I could get not talk to you for a couple hours. Um, so, what what is your best rom-com? How would your bracket go on to Drunk Austin and find their bracket and, you know, let us know how, how yours fell and we'd love to hear what you guys think is the i looked at other brackets and i cannot believe what other oh, people some of them are ridiculous yeah like <laughs> some of them one that are we bumped the first yeah, round yeah so it's it's amazing what what sticks with some people and what doesn't um anyway and it's amazing how some people have good taste and some people have bad taste 
I feel like that's a pointed comment at me, and I'm not going to respond to it. No, it's more pointed at some of the people. That yeah, that's true. Movies. All right, so thanks for joining us again. If you would like to join us for hashtag Starstruck in two weeks on April 16th, you can subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or you can find us on Twitter at NotYourMom'sRom, or on Facebook or Goodreads, or email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome, Ellen. I'll s- I didn't have to do much this week. You didn't. You never do. But <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.